Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome. This is the Podcaster Community Show, short conversations that are not just about podcasting, because I like to take the scenic route. Our guest today is Eric Ayers. Ayers? Ayers, I believe it is. Welcome, Eric. Craig, thanks for having me, man. This is this is fun. My my little intro about I like to take the scenic route is so totally true. You don't know me personally, but those who do are like, oh, yes, totally, Craig, shut up. But when I said I like to take the scenic route, I flashed back to I saw about I'm holding up my fingers about a centimeter. I saw about this much of Tennessee, <laughs> which is where you are. And it was really nice. Not that I had a previous notion that Tennessee was a flat desert or right. something. Um, but I drove through it and I was like, Oh, note to self must come back here. So uh, I, um, applaud you for choice of <laughs> choice of homestead. Uh, when, so we've met in the 10th iteration of the podcasting workshop yep. and I know your show, um, like, you know, I, I have the, I have the, the privilege of seeing like some people's shows, like go from like, I got an idea. No, wait, I got a better idea. No, wait, I got a better idea. No, wait, I, you know, like I've seen yeah. this happen and your show settled, like the idea sort of percolated, titrated down to a conversation that you were going to have with guests. And then right near the end, you started to talk more about bringing um, what we would call host on mic, bringing that into the mix. Yeah. And I know that your, I'm going to say your shtick is flipping, flipping concepts <clears throat> and I'm, I'm just wondering if you feel like that was a flip for yourself. Like, did you start, did you maybe start with something that was simple and then maybe a flip happened for you that made you change what you thought your podcast could be? If that makes any sense. Yeah, a- absolutely. I think so at the beginning I had no idea what I was doing. And so, <laughs> so <laughs> me too. <laughs> re- relying on on the amazing community within the podcast workshop and just bouncing ideas off of people. That's where it started. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to interview all of these influential people who dr- drastically influenced my life. And that that was the plan. And as I was editing, as I was going through the storytelling and interviewing the people, I identified, well, wait a minute, my story is in there too. And, and my story correlates with this well. And I don't know if anyone is mixing, you know, interview with host on mic. I'm, I'm sure there are, but I haven't heard it. And so I'm like, this doesn't have to be a black and white thing. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. adhere to any rules or regulations. So let's go rogue and, um, and let's just try it. And, and like you and I were, were chatting beforehand, I enjoy to talk. I love talking. So uh, why not capitalize on that and, and just talk about the things that organically changed my life and organically shifted in my mind as I started seeing the world through, through a different lens. The different lens that you're mentioning, is that uh, something that happened with podcasting or is that just something about a general flip that occurred for you? Yeah, that, like what's that, lens? that was a pivotal moment in my life where I realized I was in the paradigm. I was in this perpetual loop pattern of seeing the world for the negative aspect. So I was uh, working as a, as a pediatric nurse uh, at the bedside and uh, night shift, 12 hour shifts was not liking what I was doing not able to see the good in what I was bringing. And my wife actually stopped me before going into work one day and said, Hey, when you go to work, look for something good. It's there. You just have to find it. And it was the greatest night I've ever have. I've ever had, and I will never forget it. 
that is when I started realizing I had a choice in how I see the world. I can see it for the way that most kind of see it and I can see it for the negativity or I can, I can find love. I can find beauty. I can find peace. Um, it's the same world. Uh, I believe Einstein was the one that said, uh, whether you live in a hostile wor- world or a loving world, it's the same world. It's just how you mm-hmm. view it. And so when I say seeing the world through a different lens, that's what I mean. It's, it's seeing the good in things. That flip that happened for you that night yeah. at work. Um, I, I don't know much about like how nurses work, but I'm guessing that the schedule is fairly like set in advance. Like, you know, who you're going to be working with on a given night and you can see the cycles. Right. Um, did your coworkers notice like immediately, like, what are you on this evening? Or, <laughs> or, or was it, you know, is it a long-term thing or did they have, they never noticed? I'm just wondering your podcast and your personal work is about causing the flip in Correct. others or maybe like trying to light that you know, show the candle flame kind of thing. And I'm wondering, you know, did, did that happen yeah. in that scenario? And was that maybe the impetus for saying, Oh, maybe I could go do this intentionally. So I think at that moment, I didn't even realize it. I just knew that I'm having an incredible conversation with a dad who has a very sick child and realized that I was there as a resource and as a human for a real human interaction. And no longer was this about a factory style work Mm. of me just having to do my job and then go home, but this was about making impact. So I didn't grab a hold of that. It was just, it just happened. And then as the, the next few days passed on, I just kept thinking of this and realizing, wait a minute, there's more to life than what I've been doing. And so after a few weeks, you know, uh, it's almost like, Whenever something revolutionizes our world, we want to shout it from the rooftop and we're like, oh, this is amazing. Come, you have to do this. And everyone's like, guys, 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 yeah. guys, and, guys, 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 right? And everyone's like, uh, you're an idiot. Like, what are you talking about? And so that it wasn't immediate, but the tenacity that I had, the, it was a, it was an actual, um, uh, the way Louise Hay puts it, it was a conscious shift. It was a change Mm. in my consciousness to where I can't go back. So I'm going to go forward and I'm going to bring everyone with me. And that shifted. I began to uh, uh, create different jobs that were available within the hospital because now I'm shifting from this person that's just, um, you know, causing trouble, stirring the pot, so to speak, to now (laughs) someone who is actually showcasing leadership skills and, I had a mentor walk into my life because she saw something in me that, that I didn't see. And so all these things started just to click. And so it wasn't a immediate, it was Mm -hmm. a little bit over time. And that with the continued support of my wife to keep saying, you know, cause of course I would go back to old habits and say, you know, this sucked or gosh, I can't believe I'm going back in. It's the fourth night in a row. And then she just gently continued shifting perspectives. And so her example is how I see me doing that with everyone I come in contact with that gentleness, that, Mm -hmm. that compassion that she came from. Hmm. Where do you think she got it from? That is a very good question because this wasn't always the case. And she will tell you that she will say she wasn't always like that. Um, She had a internal light switch as well. And, um, she just had a self-realization that what she sees 
may not be truth. And what she believed to be truth may not be her own truth. And she started her own self exploration, self evaluation. And again, when she started that, she was screaming it at the, from the rooftops at me. (laughs) And I was like, get away from me. This is no, this is weird. You're challenging my beliefs here. Mm, there's an interesting point there about timing, yes, right? Like they know sure. uh, what's that when the student is ready, the master appears. Yes. So that's two. There's two. Yes. Um, I don't want to say data points, but there's two. Yeah. And I like the word anecdote because I mean it in the sense like it's a single data right. point, not anecdote. Like that's funny, <laughs> right? Um, but that's two anecdotes. So have you have uh, after that? Before you said, hey, I'm going to start my own thing and do this intentionally, did you stumble on uh, witnessing other people have that same shift Um, or did you intentionally go looking for it or did you like, how did it go from being like, this is what happened to me and I saw it happen to my wife or I saw that it has happened to my wife. How did it go from that to being like, oh, oh, we're going to like 3D print these? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Well, so the fascinating thing is at this shift, uh, there's many aspects in life that, that if you asked me to put it on a timeline, I couldn't tell you what came first. Hey, can you put it on a timeline? No, <laughs> <laughs> and, but, but like all these realizations of, wait a minute, I'm, I'm not really healthy in mind, body, spirit. So all the above. So the first thing it, it was weird at the time, but now it's just normal. The first thing that I looked at was uh, identifying my addiction to food. And so I started looking at dietary things of, wait a minute. Okay. If I'm looking at the world as a, as a better place, uh, the food that I'm giving myself, isn't really nurturing me. Amen. So Amen. switching that, <laughs> and I, I will be quite honest with you, that little shift, because people knew me as the human, uh, garbage disposal, like, it, Oh, food's left over. I'm going to come grab that. To shift you might you're like my twin brother <laughs> <laughs> like working twelve hours shift. Um, keep going. Keep. I was going to say something about yeah, that's a big thing about inflammation. But keep but, going. So, but human garbage shifting disposal. that because that's the way people I worked with saw me, especially working night shift. I mean, you you graze all night to then eating salads, but continuing to eat like plant based food was the biggest thing because people would say, "What's going on?" And it opened up the door for conversation. Yeah. Like what like, are you, you're eating food? You're either, you're either losing your mind or, uh, or something cool is going on and I want to learn more. And, and I would talk to whoever wanted to listen. And during that time, it was almost like a practice. I was put in a place to where, um, I was clinical leader. So I was, uh, so charge nurse of our unit. And, um, so I, I got to walk around and encourage people and my own people. So I still got to do patient care, but then I got to start attempting to shift mindsets and just, just putting the seeds out there, just planting seeds, nourishing them when they came up. But I ultimately got to work on uh, patience and timing. And if someone is like totally against it, that's cool. You have the right to be your own beliefs, just like I have the right for my own beliefs. And so creating those boundaries. And so that's the way I see it. It was was like a practice and every day it's still a practice. It's just different opportunities that pop up and uh, it's super interesting and, uh, and super cool at the same time. What are your, what are your big pipe dream hopes for your podcast? Oh man. The, the main goal is just to get people's stories out there 
because everyone who uh, I, I want people to know the influence that they had on me because that's huge. We, we don't always get to see the fruit of the mm. labor that we put in. And sometimes it could be just mm. one statement that changes uh, the trajectory of someone's life just to get that out there. But also to say, we are a community of people and let's work together as people because as humanity um, from the beginning, we are community. We are meant to live in community. So let's create communities to not just work together, but go back to one of my favorite approaches to life is a toddler approach. And this goes to education. This goes to everything. A toddler, I mean, is, I remember me as a kid, uh, my brother and I, we had our underoos on and our t-shirts with our capes, you know, and we, we would fly. So like we had the tenacity and the bravery to be who we want to be at that, at that time. Right. And the imagination. Yes. But also like, uh, if you see a, a, toddler learning to walk when they take their first step and then fall no one belittles or berates this toddler for falling everyone celebrates that step hmm. my question is where does this stop in our progressing of knowledge of of our own being because it gets to a point where all of a sudden now we start pointing out those negatives and my ultimate goal is to shift our mindsets back to the toddler approach to life to say, let's celebrate those steps. Um, let's celebrate when someone's trying something new, they are going to fail epically at first. It's the way we do it. We, we try, fail, try again, do a little better, fail, repeat, repeat, repeat until we get it. And, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza puts it as us going from thinking to doing to being. So we have a thought of wanting to do something and then we do it, do it, do it over and over and over until we become it. So it's almost like a bicycle. You want to learn to ride a bicycle. So you hop on the bike and you fall and then you try to pedal and you fall. And then eventually right. you're either persistent or yeah, not. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> but if you stick with it, eventually you become a cyclist. Eventually you get to the point where you don't have to think about riding the bike, but while you're riding the bike, you can focus on the wind on your face, the, the scenery that you're looking at. You can focus on the noise around like hmm. now you are it. So let's support have each you other. Started to pick a, have you started to pick apart what it is that, I mean, I don't know if you've gotten this far yet in, in your work on this. Have you started to pick apart what it is that I'm going to say makes people successful at this? I'm thinking about persistence is one thing. Yeah. Um, there's an anecdote that I read recently about <clears throat> two kinds of milk cows. I can't remember the names. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <clears throat> but basically, if you know farmers with lots of milk cows, eventually the situation happens where one of the mother cows dies and there's a calf that winds up being orphaned. Yeah. And it just turns out these two different kinds of cows, one type of cow, the calf will die every time. The calf goes, finds a random mother, you know, nuzzles up like, please, mom, could I have some, you know, and the cow literally kicks it in the face and the cow will then go lay down and starve to death. Like one kick and that's it. Where the other kind of cow, it's like, no, you know, you kick the calf in the face. The calf's like, no, I'm, I'm not going away. Yeah. You know, like, just, so the, I mean, it's kind of like a horrible metaphor, but the idea of getting kicked in the face yeah. and being like, yeah, well that, that's kind of a bummer, but no, seriously, like I really want to try and ride this bike or right. I want to try and make this shift. So I'm, I'm just wondering, it seems to me like persistence and there also seems to be, I mentioned earlier, like light other candles, the spark. Mm -hmm. 
seems to not necessarily, but works well when the spark comes from somewhere else. So there's a couple of these key components yeah. that seem to go into the shift, uh, the, <clears throat> the timing being right kind of thing. I'm just wondering, have you, have you started to look at and try to gauge people like, oh, this person's not going to, it's not going to work. They're not ready yet. This person, oh, they're ripe. Like, have you started to look at it from that objective perspective yet? Yes. And, and I think, um, uh, unconsciously I've been doing that. So, and as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, the, the times that I've actually done this and, um, and, and it's, uh, I've always, I guess, referred to it as just reading their energy and mm-hmm. identifying the words that they say, because when people are speaking life into themselves, you know, they're ready. So if they're speaking the negative aspects, okay, some things have to occur before they can start this shift because, um, we, we get in this, this loop of thought, our, our thought controls our emotions and then our emotion mm. controls our actions. And then as we do this action, we have the same thought and then it goes back through and it mm. just continually feeds itself. So there you have to stop that. And that's why I believe, uh, when people say they hit rock bottom or they have a, an accident or lose a family member or, you know, a pet or something like that happens. It forces them to shift out of that paradigm and be like, wait a minute. And all of a sudden it's like the veils really removed and they can see that's their shift. So likewise at, at the same time for me, I had a medical misdiagnosis that led me on this huge journey. So that got me prepped. It, it kind of prepped the groundwork for me to mm. receive what my wife said. This could have been the 120th time she said this to me. I don't remember, but I do remember <laughs> because right. I had my internal garden tilled and ready to go. And it was just waiting for that seed. So yes, I think, I think there, everyone goes through their journey and everyone is at a different space, but they have to be it has to be an internal thing. It has to be a self-guided, mm. self-understanding, and a self-directed. Um, the spark can come from other people, but it has to be received, and the fan needs to be flamed by that person. That's why anyone wanting to lose weight, anyone wanting to become healthy, anyone wanting to change any habit, it has to come from internally. I can't. Mm. No one can tell me to do something, and unless I've had a internal understanding of, mm. of, of that shift. I like your metaphor about the garden, oh. about tilled and ready to go. I was thinking like, yeah, seeds falling yeah. on, you know, fertile versus on fertile yes. ground. Um, there's a great quote by somebody whose name escapes me. It's Swedish or Norwegian or something. And it's along the lines of, um, you can't, like if you have a garden, you don't reserve a plot for the weeds. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they spread. You got to get them all. They have to all yeah. go. Uh, and I'm, I'm wondering if there are any parting thoughts you have about, what someone who would want to make one of these shifts, but who doesn't feel they're quite ready. Like, I don't really get what you guys are talking about, but what the, Hey, you know, like, are there things that you could suggest somebody would try to maybe begin weeding the garden? Yeah. Um, absolutely. And it's something that, that I'm not, uh, great at, but, um, because I've always seen the word that I'm about to say as different than what it actually is, but, but meditation, meditation is just, decreasing the noise in your head and just taking a few minutes a day to quiet and to actually notice what thoughts are you having? 
And they're not good thoughts. They're not bad thoughts. They're just thoughts and seeing them and then just letting them go and saying, all right, cool. Thanks. But it allows you to see, wait a minute, this is actually what my subconscious is telling me all day that I'm Mm. not identifying. And those, I mean, one weed at a time. And then all of a sudden the noise is one less and two positive because now it's Mm. back to how do we create instead of how do we destroy? And that I could go for an hour on that because that is interesting. I have a firm belief, no, no scientific evidence, but I have a, I have a belief that that is one of the causes for autoimmune because autoimmune is a continual pattern that your body just keeps a feedback. Cycle, yes. Right? Which is the same as the mental. It's, it's very mm-hmm. similar. And if you're destructive or, uh, just like the experiments with, uh, with plants, they have two plants, uh, getting the same light. One of them, they're saying, I love you. I love you. You're so beautiful. And the next one they're saying, oh, I hate you. You're ugly. You're why are you here? It actually dies where the other one survives. Yeah, the plants. So words have power. Affects the plants. That's, <laughs> that's the other thing I would say is speak kindly to yourself. Stop sabotaging mm. you. Do not. If you say the word I am, it better be followed up with something amazing. So there should never be the word I am and a negative because you're speaking that into existence. And mm. those are just adding weeds nice. to the garden, so to speak. <laughs> Well, as much as I hate to say it, I am excited that we had a chance to talk, but regret that we have run out of time. <laughs> so, Eric, it was a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you in person. And um, you want to commit to, you were mentioning you were getting ready to launch your show. If you want to commit to it, you can say the name of your show and then it'll be in here. <laughs> yes. So next week I am officially launching um, Purpose Empowered Podcast or Pep Talk. And um, so first guest is one of the most influential people in my life. It is my 12 year old daughter. And she is, she's taught me more in this world than, than most people. And, um, so I'm, I'm excited, nervous, uh, but more so excited to, to launch this into the world. Terrific. All right, Eric, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. Bye. Thanks, Craig.